Welcome back to the program. We're excited to have you here today. I am joined with my co-host, Kirsten Lucas, as always. And to her left, we have, oh, you know what? I was going to do that Kamala Hello. thing where I was going to say, we have Tammy Nichols, she, her, and she is wearing a orange sweater, black vest. Not orange. <laughs> Golden orange. rod. It's, it's uh, mustard. Golden rod, mustard, Must- yellow, yeah. mustard. It is mustard, actually. Look, it's, it's, it just screams fall to me. I, that's all I know. It yeah. is very fall and very warm. I love it. It's so comfortable. <laughs> It looks comfortable. You both actually look really nice today. Probably yeah. we a look church like we just, thing. Yeah, yeah. We just came to, you know, to I'm church or the cabin. If I look like I just woke up a couple hours ago. Because you did. It's because I did. <laughs> so. Well, it's been a long couple of days. There's been a lot of things going on. Yeah, we should uh, we should talk about that. But before we do, let's go ahead and discuss what's coming up. Tonight, Monday, we have Stillwater Hollow at 6 p.m., we have um, Chairwoman Dorothy Moon. We have Theo Wold talking about why ranked choice voting um, is a disaster for Idaho. Um, and we have Tim O'Donnell talking about election integrity. We also have Sue Gaston. She's going to be giving us a little update on how prayer and clap, uh, capital clarity is going. Um, we've only had two so far. So that's it. Very good. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah. I still need one more cake. So if anybody feels like baking a cake and coming... Come on, come on in. Your cake is your admission. Oh, that's Seriously. fair trade. Yeah. We're doing a dessert dash and it'll be good. Nice. I've got all homemade things coming. That'll be good deal. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's talk about what's happened recently. So yesterday, let's start with there. We yeah. So we work backwards. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Saturday. Let's do that. March for life. Yes. Uh, March for life was held yesterday. Uh, these were going on all over the nation. And uh, it was a great turnout. It's probably one of the largest turnouts I've seen. Uh, This uh, celebration was really because of Roe v. Wade being overturned. And so that was a great, great part of um, the march yesterday and a lot of focus on, on that aspect of it. But the one thing that they did say is that just because that's been overturned, abortion does still exist. So there's still different things that we're having to do um, on the legislative level in the different states to work on some of those other other areas that are needing attention now. Uh, one in particular is chemical abortion. Uh, that's becoming more and more of a thing. And recently we've seen a um, increase of some of the uh, stores uh, such as Walgreens and some of those stores that are now wanting to provide over-the-counter chemical abortion medication. So, which is really interesting because uh, there was a report that came out not too long ago that showed that there has been a 500% increase in ER visits because of chemical abortions across the nation. So it's not a as safe as they're trying to make it be or as um, nonchalant, if you will, uh, of a procedure that is actually um, taking place. So so anyway, so there's going to be some bills that are coming up in regards to that. I actually have a couple and I know a few other senators uh, in the legislature do as well. But that's going to be another focus. But yeah, they had a great turnout. There was supposed to be this mass counter protests go on but josh you were down there too and and we saw that there was maybe 40 to 50 individuals that came 
Um, Looking back at the video, I think we were being a little generous with that number. Were we? I think it was probably closer to 30 to 35. Really? Okay. So maybe even less. I mean, there was a few loud people that were were on there. And I really did like, I thought, I really appreciated the the police and how they got everything set up yesterday. They actually put up some barriers and kept separation, which, you know, is in today's politically charged world, um, you know, we kind of need that separation. Now it seems like healthy separation. Yeah, it was. So it was really good. There was a lot of great groups, um, uh, a lot of different church organizations that were involved. I saw the Lutherans, um, the Catholics, of course. Um, we saw monks that were down there uh, oh. that were uh, marching. Uh, a lot of different um, groups with like uh, uh, some of the. Students for Life mm-hmm. uh, was there. Um, there was there was yeah, several. He, he listed a lot. Yeah, there was Idaho several groups. Yeah, yeah, that's great. There were some that were missing that I think should be there. Uh, some churches that were missing mm-hmm. that I think should be there. But um, it was good to see uh, a good turnout, and it was nice and sunny, and it was a great great day to to be down there. Um, you know, marching for for life. So you know what I liked? Who was the uh, speaker who said? Um, you know, I'm, I'm glad the protesters are here. I hope that, you know, mm-hmm. maybe one or so, whatever, how many will come and have that, uh, realization that this was, right. yeah. So just like an Abby Johnson or, or even just the Roe v. Wade, the, the original female who ended up saying like, that wasn't a great idea. Exactly. You never know when just some of those seeds you might plant might give someone a change of mind or a change of heart. So, so yeah, you never know. Um, but it was good. It was a really good turnout, and it was a good day. So we're we're excited. We're excited for some of these upcoming things. Here's my plea to pastors: Will you please like prayerfully get involved? Because we are not seeing the church involved in politics in Idaho. Um, there are a few, but there are so many more churches that could be actively involved. And and just, I mean, it's so important to be in the Word, but. More important than that is to take the word and actually be doers of the word, not just hearers. And so we got to get out there and actually make a difference in our community and not just um, ignore what's going on in our community. Well, there's, yeah, there's that old saying, you know, actions speak louder than words. And it's mm. great to, to understand and, and to discuss, but those actions we are really needing now. Uh, it's a critical time period. And like I was saying, you know, in the March yesterday, there was a lot of really good groups and religious organizations, but there were several that I thought, you know what? Why are they not here? Why are they not participating in this? I would think that for the majority of churches, if they're true Christian style churches, uh, getting behind the idea of saving babies' lives would be something that's an easy thing to do. So, so I would like to see more participation in that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And we need to participate in things like these school board meetings that are happening in Caldwell. Um, that's also this evening. It is closed now to any comments. It's just a work session, but um, still there's an active group that is trying to get down there and have a good presence there. So that's important. Yeah, that's um, that's getting a lot of attention and it's exposing a lot of things that are happening in Idaho, which people have told me for years, this is not happening in Idaho, but we are seeing it happening in real time now and uh, it's it's getting exposure now. And, you know, kudos to Senator Trakel for standing up the way he did yes, and so proud of him. Um, being down at that school board meeting, not only as a senator, but as a parent that mm-hmm. was concerned for what's going on. Because I can valid. tell you, I did this same thing about 10 years ago when they were trying to push this kind of policy in my school district. 
And I, I remember them telling me, I mean, you know, I was pushing it to the full extent. I'm like, well, if you're going to do this then I want to see litter boxes in the bathrooms and I want to see blood plasma on the cafeteria menu for the vampires. And I was just <laughs> listing out all sorts of stuff and they thought I was out of my head and they told me that's never going to happen. And I told them, you know what, 10 years ago, you'd have told me this wasn't going to happen either. And here we are. So, so parents need to get involved. People need to be involved. You need to know what's going on in your kids's, uh, education what's happening at their schools it is more than what you probably even imagine is going on right now so anyway so we had the march for life yesterday um the day before uh we had a great event Uh, idaho family policy center put on a great event with kurt cameron uh that came and you know i have to say when i was a preteen teenager man he was a massive heartthrob for me I had his posters I had everything uh watch growing pains all the time um absolutely loved it and it's been really neat just to see over the years you know the road that he's taken and how he's really just you know been very pro-family pro-marriage pro-christianity pro-history I mean I love the monumental the documentary it's one of my favorites I think it's so fascinating but he actually brought a replica statue of uh, the monumental statue uh it's the monument to for for our forefathers I think is what it's called um I was doing a little research while he was talking about it um to find out some more information on it but um very very interesting monument setting the groundwork for how our country is supposed to function and if it ever got derailed, what we could do to get it back to, to functioning the way that it's supposed to. Yeah. So, so that was really, really Where good. Where is that monument? Cause there is a monument. I think it's in There's, Massachusetts. Okay. Ironically, I, I feel like we've got the, the um, Georgia Guidestones, which mm-hmm. took a tumble. Uh-huh. And then we have this monument that is like all things opposite of the. Yeah. All the good things. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it was, it was, it took him 30 years to build this monument. I think it was finished in the 1880s, but it's 81 feet tall. Um, it looks, it's just in this park. Like huh. nobody really even knows that it's there. Keeping our society functioning in the way that it's supposed to um, kind of have a trickle down effect. So, so yeah, it was really interesting hearing him talk. We got to meet him, um, talk to him a little bit. Uh, you know, just, he just seems like he's just a really good person. Yeah. So. His wife taught a class at Calvary in Westlake when we were there and it was a parenting class. So I took her parenting class. She's great too. Yeah. Oh yeah. They have an amazing family. And he actually showed, you know, s- talked a little bit about some of his family cause he has adopted kids yep. and then some biological kids. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about his one daughter, um, finding her birth mom and being able oh. to go meet her for the first time. And yeah. so that was really nice. Um, really interesting story, but yeah, he's just, I mean, he just is doing a really good job. Um, which is very rare. You see celebrities that kind of take these paths and do something really positive with their lives yep. and trying to be positive in other people's lives as well. So, so it was really Did nice. Did you see him on Facebook when he was doing those family night? Um, he would be out there by his bonfire and he would talk about American uh-huh. history and yeah. sing and worship. Yeah, it was yeah. really good. So it we was. Well, and he's, he's now dived into, you know, we've had these 
dry kids story time hours that have been going on at the library. And so what he tried to do is he tried to do his own story time hour at the library. He talked about this too and how the library was like, well, you can use this little room in the back corner that could hold like maybe 40 people. And they're like, but we're not going to promote your event or anything like that. You know, you can, you can rent this room from us. And so he was like, all right, let's do it. And they had over 2000 people that showed up to his book reading event and he said they were lined out of the out of the library um they actually had and i don't know how this library set up but it was multi-story and where their room was that they were using there was people that could see above them and so they were up against the glass and then he said what was really amazing is that not everyone could fit in there, of course. And so parents started getting, they brought their own books and started doing their own reading time oh. with their kids as they were sitting outside of the library or in different areas of the library. And wow. he said it was just an amazing experience. Hello, people in charge of these libraries and everything. Like, this is what the people want. Pay attention. We do not want the drag story hours. We want wholesome, good things for our kids. Quit yeah, like quit indoctrinating yeah, them. <laughs> perpetuating the lies. They just keep perpetuating the lies that this is we need. Right. Oh, in the Boise Library, we have female products in the men's restroom. I don't even <laughs> want to imagine like who's using because those. of course men need those, right? Yeah, Ugh. yeah. So no, it was a it was a great event. They had an amazing turnout. I mean, it, there was a lot of people there. Um, you know. The Family Policy Center is doing some really great things. They got some great legislation coming up in regards to the dry kids stuff and uh, some of these other um, issues that we now have in society. So, you know, good job for them to to do that and put themselves out there and and bring, um, you know, Kirk over to come and talk to us. I heard Kirk got turned down from some Idaho libraries. Did he? Where did he get to go? Talking to the mic. So sorry. <laughs> Where did, where did, where was he allowed to speak in Idaho at libraries? I heard he was turned down at. Yeah. He, I, you know, when they didn't say anything about any of the libraries locally yeah. that he was able to do, but, um, you know, Nampa I think, would have said yes, I, can I think you. this would have been a great challenge for, mm-hmm. for, you know, us to take on now. Um, let's start doing our own story time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and put a, a Christian twist on it. Why not? Right. right. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Crazy. So anyway, that was really good. And then the legislature, it's up and going. We just finished our second week. And uh, all of the committees are are functioning. Not all of them are having meetings yet. Um, Right now, we're just going through the rules. Uh, Some of the committees, some of them are waiting. Um, But uh, yeah, that's kind of what we start with is we go through rules and fees and all the different agencies come and uh, the different boards and everything come and, and talk about what they're wanting to change. Um, and, you know, people need to understand these rules, they have the same weight as law. And so they are important. And so you have to be very careful because what we're finding is a lot of rules are being transitioned over into policy. Mm. And when you do that, that leaves little control of what legislative authority you have. And, you know, those are going into policies under these departments that are unelected, and so there is no, the recourse is very difficult to try to put into play on anything because nobody voted these people in. So, um, so the legislature can do some things, but it also um, transfers that authority that the legislative body has over to these um, agencies. 
And so we have to be very careful when we're going through these rules that we don't see um, this transition that's taking place where they're being moved into policy. Yeah, I feel like Southwest District Health needs a big, huge, like, all the health districts, man, spank them back into submission to where they belong. There, ne- they there needs to be some changes with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Still not we talking really into the mic. Okay. You keep turning away from Darn, it. <laughs> I'm trying to look at Tammy and not, um, sorry guys. It's, it's hard. Um, <laughs> no, I feel like all of our tax dollars that are going to, here, get the shot. You haven't gotten the shot yet. Idaho supports a shot. I'm like, oh my gosh, just stop spending my money on crap and killing people. Stupid. Don't do it. <laughs> Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I want to thank each and every one of you for your support by bringing you the pillow that started it all. Get my standard My Pillow, regularly $49.98, now only $19.98 with your promo code. Just like all of you, I've tried every pillow out there, and none of them worked. That's why I invented My Pillow. My patented pill adjusts to your exact individual needs, helps keep your neck aligned, and it holds its shape all night long, regardless of your sleep position. So you get the best sleep of your life. Because it works, we've sold over 70 million MyPillows, and now I'm bringing them to you for the lowest price ever. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen, use your promo code, and you'll get my standard MyPillow for only $19.98. For a more custom fit, my premium queen for only $27.98. Or my premium king, only $34.98. My 60-day money-back guarantees it'll be the most comfortable pillow you'll ever own. Silo Hill Media provides custom-tailored marketing solutions for your small business. We develop an affordable and effective strategy that allows all aspects of your marketing to work together, which gives you the most bang for your buck. We specialize in web design, social media marketing, email marketing, SEO, Facebook ads, Google ads, reputation management, and even print marketing. If it's marketing, we do it. Visit our website for more information at www.silohillmedia.com. Yes, there needs, there's a lot of changes that need to take place. Um, and, you know, I'm really excited about this, this session, though, because we have such really amazing people that have been elected into Good. the House and the Senate. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, I think we're going to see some, some great things happen now. You know, that, that doesn't mean that the governor is going to support our efforts in all of this. Well, true colors will come yeah, shining through. Yeah, but um, I've been told that he doesn't want to see any abortion bills come to his desk. What? So that's been one thing. I was actually told that yesterday at the march. And um, and he's not very big on education savings accounts so that we can have universal school choice for all of our kids. So it's that's another that's, that's another great. issue that that and that's a that's going to be a big issue. In fact, this this week coming up, I mean, starting uh, today, Monday uh, is school choice week. And oh, so yeah, we have that happening at the Capitol. All and the so yellow stuff. All the yellow. We yeah. have a lot of different events that are going on. Um, and so, you know, we're going to be breaking out some legislation this week, uh, in, in regards to education savings accounts I'm and excited. true school choice. I, am I saw too. your, um, I saw your education committee. Tell me a little bit about that. What just got passed out of the education committee? What was that? I was watching. So there was a, um, RS that came forward that had to do with making a word change in, um, a section of law. Okay. Uh, we're going to have to look into that a little bit more. We're starting to get some information mm. that this change is probably not a positive change for Uh-oh. parental rights. Yeah. The guy and didn't seem like I would. 
Yeah. And so we're, we're doing some investigating into this and what this would mean. Uh, and so, but we, you know, it'll be coming back forward and to the committee because it was just printed. That was it. And, um, and so now we'll see what this actually seemed like he didn't expect it to be as easy as it was. It got through you guys, but then do you get help from citizens who go, Hey, wait a minute. Did you know this, this, this? Yes. I think it's really important for Idahoans to realize you do play an intricate, integral part. They, you know, our legislators can't know every ins and out about everything. And yeah. so if you know something, please share because they are interested in hearing from us if we know or have any background information on things. And so that's Yeah, we need as much help as we can mm-hmm. get. I mean, especially on the House side and coming from the House side, mm-hmm. knowing how that works, you have very little help. On the Senate side, it's a little bit better because you have less numbers that you're working with. I mean, the House side, you have, uh, you know, 70, 70 legislators over there. The Senate, you have 35. So there's not as many. Uh, and then we actually have secretaries uh, that handle, uh, I, for my secretary, there's two other uh, senators besides myself. So the numbers are smaller, so it makes it more manageable. Uh, but we need as much help as we can get. And there's some great uh, citizen groups that are out there that have been put together to help read bills and to do different things. So if you're interested in doing that, let me know. I'll be glad yeah. to get you mm-hmm. set up to do that. Uh, and uh, yeah, because there's so many bills that's, that move through the legislative body or come forward uh, to the committees and you don't, you don't get to get all the details on it. Oh, and it when you have, fast. it, it is. And when we're doing these rules and some of these other um uh, RSs that come forward by the agencies, you know, they're going to give you their side of what they want you to know. Mm-hmm. And what you come to find out is that there's, there's more to that usually than what, of what you get from the front side. So, so we want people to give us that information if they have That's it. That's good to, to know. Yeah. 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 I know um, there are a bunch of people that are getting together and organizing readers for bills. So if you, yes. that is not my gift. I found out this last week. I've tried <laughs> for the last two weeks to keep up. The first week was easy peasy because there was only two that had even come out and one was the governor's. And then this last week I'm like, oh, it's getting a little, you know, there's more. And, there's, and this week is going <laughs> to ramp up even more, I'm sure. So yes, there are. I mean, there's several of us. Um, I actually am introducing my first bill on Tuesday. Um, you know, there's several of us that are that this week we're, we're giving that opportunity to go in and, and introduce our, our pieces that we have. It's getting so. exciting. So it'll start it picking is. up. Yeah. I love more it. And more. Yeah. Great. I got to tell you, other than uh, sitting here and poking her, yeah. like talking to your mic, <laughs> I know, it's like I've really dad. enjoyed this because anybody who's watched this show historically knows that it's very Josh heavy. <laughs> and, and I mean that I just talk and talk and talk and talk. And these last two episodes, you've really started talking a lot more. Especially oh, this one. That's why I've just been sitting back like, you're just drinking your coffee and sitting I'm back. glad that I'm just over here just watching. I'm like, man, Kristen is, do- Kristen is doing She's awesome. She's carrying the conversation. Yeah. Well done. I'm learning. I mean, it has been, there's been a big learning curve in the last, what, three years that I've been involved. But, um, and really, I didn't even know what was going on for the first two of them. I was just like, what on earth? And now it's starting to like, okay, all right. But You're getting comfortable. Well, yeah, and you start understanding, yeah, little pieces come together. But. Well, yeah, I mean, even just doing, you know, there's there's people that this sort of thing comes natural to, sure. right? Sure. Right. Tammy's one. Uh, I'm just Oh, it took honest. me a while you're, to get yeah. to it. Well, you, you're very natural at it, right? <laughs> Radio, things like that. I think for myself, it was, I don't know if it was natural, mm-hmm. but, you know, I got the job done, right? 
But, you know, even even if you look past just this part mm-hmm. and you look at the knowledge gap, you know, because you're like, you're this activist mom. You're like, what do I do? Where do I need mm-hmm. to go? Who needs help? But there's when you get into the legislative process oh, and you start understanding it, there's so many details and yeah. so many things that so you just many. you don't know till you know. Yeah. Right. And now I'd say you're becoming a subject matter expert because you've had all these experts who work in that field come on and talk to us and you've asked them those questions. So yeah. it's yeah. been helpful. You're doing it's really well. good. You're doing well. That's why we want to do this, to be honest. I mean, we it's not because Josh and I are brilliant, although he's much better at stuff than I am. But, <laughs> but it is because we wanted to be educated. We want you to be educated. We just feel like an edu- an educated populace is going to do so much Absolutely. better at the, the booths and when you're voting and, and just in society when you're realizing, like, you know, we, don't, we do only have a legislate, legislature that runs for three months. It's 80 days. It's very short and quick. I didn't understand that in the beginning. We came from California. Yeah. It was all year, all the time. And a, and a no-touch approach, like you had no interaction with any of them. And it was five and a half hours away, so I didn't get to Sacramento all the time, you know, to, to fight everything. But sure. here, I'm like, it's 30 minutes away, and we can yeah. be very active and very involved and actually, like, touch and know and, and understand <laughs> where our— Reach I, out and yeah. touch someone. <laughs> we just had—I just have to say, a little plug, we just had our District 13 meeting— Josh's like, nobody cares. I do. I do. I was joking when I said, <laughs> I said, nobody cares about that. When I was like, what happened this last week? And okay. it was a joke. I know, I know. <laughs> it was our District 13 meeting. We have them every month. You can find us online um, on Facebook, actually. Um, it's a District 13 town hall, and it's a group. And we, um, and we, we, we do these things so that we can get together as a community and other districts are welcome. Anybody can come. And you're elected. It, it's, yeah, I was an elected <laughs> you district represent 13 people. chair. And so um, we, we got the Nampa train depot, which is extremely exciting to me. I love that historic oh, part fun, of Nampa. Yeah. Um, and we get to use it for free. What a blessing. And we're hoping that it's a blessing to them too and get some, you know, volunteers out of it or whatever. Um, memberships, that kind of thing. But we had... Um, Representative Crane and Senator Lenny, and it was so great to hear from them and just know how active and and they they want to come like they're pretty much there all the time. They're regulars, and um, we'd like to get uh, Representative uh, Roten out there too. Um, but it's really a great dialogue that we have, and they were telling us lots of good stuff. And then we had a debate on um, the COS, the um, sec- uh, the. Convention of Convention States. Of states. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so a pro um, by Robert Baker and a con by um, Tom Munns. And then we talked about school bonds and all the school bonds that are coming up, you guys. We covered a this lot is, of stuff. We covered a lot. I mean, we yeah. were there for a solid two hours and 15 minutes plus. And, um, and everybody was good with it. Like, we could have kept going. It was good. I have a question. Yeah, go ahead. How do you feel as far as the audience? Maybe you talk to people or maybe it's just your feeling. Mm-hmm. Where do you think people maybe ended leaning with the debate between Tom Munns Ah, and Robert Baker. Yeah. Well, okay, so Robert went first, and he used up maybe 10 minutes of his 20, and I think, um, I know, Tom Munns took the other 10 of his and used his 20, so he had about 30 minutes, and it was very succinct. It was, he even read Article 5, explained how the Convention of States isn't really discussed in Article 5, and he... um, He had a lot of history. He had tons of resources. And he said, you know, we all want the same thing at the end of the day. We do want a balanced budget. We do want these things. Um, 
but it's on how we get there. Right. And I think everyone pretty much walked out thinking that's a no. I mean, I was already against it. And I think most of us probably had already as precinct committee men, we did. I did have someone next to me lean over and go, what, what's convention of states? And I was like, great. Like this is, these this are the people why you need want. to be yeah. here. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think, I think for the most part, it, it was definitely a Tom blowout on, Tom Munns has a lot. He's researched this topic. And I mean, this could be a whole show in itself, but he researched this topic a lot. And I'm, I'm pretty, pretty good on it too. I've done a lot of, in fact, I've done some debates on it too. And, you know, and I, and that's true. I think, you know, we all, we, we see that there's a problem in Congress. Uh, People are there way too long. Uh, They're using it to make a ton of money and doing really bad things for our country. And so there is, you know, there is reasoning to be concerned with that and wanting to make a change. Uh, But in my research, I just don't feel that the Convention of States is the best way to go. I mean, there's other things that can be done. And I'm sure Tom probably talked about some of these, hopefully. But uh, it's just we don't have the same caliber of people nowadays as we did when our founding fathers put everything together and knowing that there are organizations that are out there that are just waiting for the constitution to be opened up to try to change it is very, very concerning to me. And the money that would get behind all of it is very concerning. Mega, mega bucks, you guys, big, huge dollars. And like, Dark money, like dollars. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we do need to pay attention to who's behind it because there's Republicans and there's also Democrats and then there's like Soros and DeSantis. Like you have just so many. It's a many. weird mixture. I know. It and I'm a thinking, very weird mixture. I mean, I honestly don't trust a lot of people anyway, like DeSantis. I'm like, mm, maybe, but like he hasn't always been great, you know, and I yeah. think that could flip on. So I don't know. I just, I it's, think it's, it's Be pretty careful. interesting. Yeah, it is very interesting. I actually have a whole packet that I've put together. So if mm. anybody ever wants it, I can provide. Let's do that. Provide that packet. Yeah. It has all sorts of information. We, Ron in it. we talked wrote a about paper. that on, on the show, right? We actually got into it a little. Um, Maybe a little bit. We had uh, your friend from. Oh, uh-huh. From, from Nevada. Or, uh-huh. From Nevada. Yeah. He yeah. came on and talked about it. That's right. That's right. We did yeah. talk about that. And I was able to use that information at our summer meeting because it was presented in the resolutions committee, which I was in, and I actually argued against it. Mm-hmm. And it not never got out of resolutions committee. Good. So that was great. But it comes up every, every time. Every yeah. year. With, it is. We're seeing it more and more. They'll yeah. find more districts to keep running it. They tried with Canyon County, as mm-hmm. you remember. It just... No. Yeah. Oh, no, there needs to be some more discussion on this, but, and like I said, it's, it's kind of confusing because you're like, well, in article five, well, it's in the constitution mm-hmm. for us to utilize. But when you understand the history behind it, you understand that that's not exactly what we were going to do. And it boils down to who would you trust? Oh, Who would yeah. you trust to go do that? No. We're not going to agree. We're not going to get on a consensus of who we would trust mm-hmm. to represent Idaho. You know, to protect our... And how little control the states mm-hmm. actually have over our constitutional well, convention. Well, and keep in mind as well, you know, people are concerned about, oh, we have a lot of lobbyists, you know, representing, you know, big tech or, or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. You have people like Ayaki that maybe aren't representing what we perceive as our best interests as Idahoans. Mm-hmm. You have that in Washington, D.C. as well. Absolutely. You're going to, if you open up an article five, you will have lobbyists from every rock they can crawl out from (laughs) under. Well, I have the list. I have a list of all the different organizations that are supporting it. And you go down that list and you're like, uh, 
No, uh, moveon.org. No, oh, no, 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 no. We do not want that. <laughs> if they're behind it, if they're it's supporting summer. it, there's there's a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> here's, here's what happens. They come back to Idaho after an Article 5 convention. They're like, great news. We're like, what? Like, we got it to where there's term limits on Congress, and we're not going to spend crazy amounts of money. We're going to balance our, our books. Mm-hmm. We're all like, yes. Yeah. Anything bad happen? Yeah, you can't eat meat. You're gonna have to start eating bug burgers, <laughs> right? and you can't have natural gas. You, you yeah. can't have gas oh, stoves either. Yeah, goodness. no natural gas, and you all have one week to change to an electric car, right? right. And on top of that, you have no Second Amendment <laughs> turning your guns. We might have sold you out. Yeah, yeah, uh, but but there's but don't, term limits. But don't worry, I, yeah. I voted against the Second Amendment. Thing. Oh my goodness, he, they talked about there needs to be 38 states to ratify, uh-huh. but. That that's possible. Like, and sure. then you could ratify it where you only need twenty four states or whatever. You like, can change the rules. Changed. That's the thing uh-uh. is you can change the rules. So. Yeah, and and I'm not saying what is going on is right. So we all know that the runaway spending and everything is crap. But, yes. Um, but we have to, to find get, another way. Yeah. yeah. We we all like you said we all on principle we yeah. agree we the people. The conservatives who are pushing for convention of state are not my enemies. Mm-mm. No, yeah, no, they're, they're my great. friends. Yeah. Yeah. We just disagree on, on how this. to get there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Sure. But it, look, okay. it is, it, it is does a, suck. It's it a conversation. It sucks really bad because, I mean, you look for even, even at Idaho to challenge somebody for Congress, you're looking at $3 million. Oh, easily. Oh, it drives me nuts. Easily. Easily. Idaho's $3 million. That's cheap. That's super yeah, cheap. Yeah, that is oh cheap. Probably gosh. the cheapest state <laughs> in America. Right. What? Right. Yeah. $3 million Stop is the super insanity. cheap. Yeah. But that's about what it would take to unseat an incumbent. So you're essentially stuck with with who you people have people like there. Mike Simpson. Uh, yes, Billy he's Reddy's, terrible. Yeah. And I was going to say, Rish, who like happy 80th birthday soon. Let let's like retirement. So you just wait until they're like nearly dead. That's yeah. great. <laughs> That's really depressing. Yeah. No. Um. It's it's a problem. There is problems. We have multiple problems, but we don't want to give ourselves further problems just to mm-hmm. try to rectify right. a couple of things. Right. A bandaid on the so. Titanic would not have helped no I don't think this no that wouldn't have been good at all feeling. yeah so so anyway so yeah the legislators off and running we're ha- we're doing the capital clarity every week that's going on there's some great speakers that are going to be coming to that here pretty soon and we can talk about that um you know our my goal and several of the other members in the legislature our goal is really just to be very transparent mm-hmm. with people and to get information out as best as we can it still is funny to me when i have someone tell me oh i didn't know about this or you know i didn't i didn't know this was going on and i'm thinking boy, we have emails and newsletters and social media and capital clarity and all these other things. I don't know how many other things we can Satan add. Satan is trying to keep us busy though, Tammy. I cannot <laughs> tell you, like I, I've talked to so many families and they can barely get it together yeah. to just pay everything off and right. like feed everybody. Oh my gosh. So I totally understand. And then if right. you've got kids in school, like you're dealing with Satan on a daily yeah. and then, um, I don't know. I just think, yeah, people are overwhelmed. They are. And they don't, know how to get involved and are you doing the nickel for your thoughts is that gonna yeah that'll be starting up doing the podcast for that um representative crane and i have also been doing like a legislative 101 for different groups and stuff just kind of going over you know how to come and testify and where to find information and you know how to how to be involved in that way you know what to do at the capitol uh how to contact your legislators how to follow bills i mean we've we've been doing we've done that a few times now and i think that's been really helpful so so we're more than happy to come out Mm -hmm. and and do another one 
Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we try to provide, but you know, we live in this information drowning, uh, time period and it's like so much information. You can't even keep up with fire hose. Oh, it is. And then, yeah, like you're saying on top of it, everybody's just got stuff going on. They're trying to survive. I mean, you know, we have inflation that's I look at egg prices and how, I mean, I'm really taking good care of my chickens right now because I want those eggs. And it's expensive to, to feed your chickens. Just, it is. I mean, my feed has gone like Up, double now yeah. probably in the last three years. Yeah. So, um, you know, but yeah, there's so much, but you know, people have to, you have to pay attention to what's going on because it, these are the things that are happening because of, uh, choices that it's like a domino effect. Well, it's choices that our government's mm-hmm. making and the things that they're doing. Uh, and so people have to pay attention to what's going on. Yep. We're seeing, we're seeing the after effects of decisions that are made. Man. Yeah. So do you have any coming up legislative one-on-one? Like, are you guys doing any? Uh, we don't write this okay. moment. Um, we might try to do one at Capital Clarity and just kind of have another one for people to attend. Uh, but, uh, you know, if people have questions, please contact me. I'll be glad to you send know, you some did information. They, did you help with that health freedom Idaho one? I did not. Okay. Well, I went in for a little bit with the okay. homeschoolers. Yeah, yeah I did stop actually, in for a like, little bit. Yeah. I wonder if that was recorded because that would be good just to watch. Um, I, th- I think it Probably. was. Look yeah, at they, Health Freedom Idaho and see if yeah, they got so a recording. Yeah, so for people to know, they had homeschoolers, they had adults, they had just this huge group that came down and they kind of did like a mock committee and people could go up and talk and they presented like a bill and then people could come and debate and talk on it. Uh, because the only time that, that citizens get that opportunity is when a RS has been printed and it now comes before the committee as a bill. And so, and, but that all happens in the committee because once it gets to the floor, the public is not there to give input. I mean, they can watch, but they're not there to give input. And so the committee hearings are where public input is taken. Yeah. Oh, I also, I need, I'm going to see if you can get me some of these books. Those legislative um, books for 2023 are out now. They're $4 and 95 cents plus tax. And they are worth their weight in gold. So yeah. for a year, you'll know. Um, well, why isn't it two years? That doesn't make sense. It's every two years we get led. Anyway, so this book will be good, though, for two years. It has everybody's information, all the senators, all the um, representatives. And then it even like shows around the Capitol information on where to go and which committees meet when. It is uh, a wealth of information. I would it love is really to, good. to have those there yeah. at Stillwater Hollow. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can probably do that. Uh, the, I think the reason that it's every year is because there are changes that can be made on committees ah. and different things. Or it also has some of our um, legislative support services that are in mm-hmm. there, and those can change too. Okay. So I think that's why they update it every yeah. year. This would be a good one to get. So no, they're very, new. very helpful. Mm-hmm. Very, very helpful. It tells you the legislators. It has everybody by district. And it tells you where, who they are, the senator, the two representatives, what committees they're on, how to contact them. It has who the speaker is, who all the leadership is. I mean, it's it's everything that you need to know. Yeah, it's jam packed. It's just little. Yeah, you think tiny like spiral bound. <laughs> oh, and the new Idaho Constitution booklets are out too, and you can go get those for free. Uh, I think it's like one per individual. Uh, but you can go get those at the Secretary of State's office or probably probably the Attorney General's office has it too. But I know Secretary of State for sure. Yep. But it's a regular-sized booklet. I mean, it's like an 8.5 by 11. And it has the state constitution, uh, the American constitution, 
Um, it also has, I think there's one other thing. Um, Declaration of Independence, I think, is in there. But it's a really good booklet to have. Probably have one here in the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yep. it's been updated yeah. because we have had some constitutional changes yeah. that have happened for our state constitution. First time in a while. And also exciting. Uh, at the Is it the Idaho Citizens Alliance? Yes, you saw that post. Yeah, they it have is. it to where you can get a free copy of the constitution from them. Pocket yes. size, and it's got like a Declaration of Rights for Idaho in there yep. as well. And it has an amazing picture on the front of it that they actually gave us, um, framed. Wow. Uh, it almost looks like... Uh, Dane Moon. Yeah. That's yeah. what I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like a rugged looking guy <laughs> dressed in, you know, and he's got, he looks like he's out in the wilderness the type thing. Yes, yeah. It. But it's a great, great picture. And um, they had someone actually paint that for them. That's cool. Draw it or paint it. Um, and... Uh, it's yeah, it's a, and so they use that for the cover of yeah. their pocket constitution. So very cool. Um, Matt was actually at the Capitol this last week, uh, handing them out to the different senators and oh, House members and talking about cool. um, their organization. I I those. Usually he sends me all his stuff. Like he'll send me stickers or shirts. We shirts, got the shirts yep. right? yeah, yeah. We'll You'll hit, probably we'll be getting some. Yeah, yeah. Hit him up. That was my intention was to hit him up so that we can have them here for our events as well yeah yeah because it says something like provided by idaho citizens alliance right mm-hmm. something that plugs them yeah okay perfect yeah. so yep. so it's it's on there yeah yep. no and there's some great events coming up i was just looking at, at some of the things that we have coming up Cole. yes Sorry. Sorry. um and people should be very interested in this yeah. so chloe cole if you don't know who she is uh she is a detransitioner and uh, she's going to be speaking at Capital Clarity coming up on February 2nd. And yep. so we have that every Thursday from noon to one at the Capitol. They also do stream it, though, just in case. But we do really want people to encourage them to come down to the Capitol. And 12, 11 to 12 is the prayer beforehand. Right. 11 That's to 12 is the prayer group. Yep. Um, and, and it's I, in the same area. Yeah. And so I think people will just be very interested in hearing from her um experience and what happened in her life because I think a lot of people especially if you have kids um, and the things that they're subjected to now will be able to relate yes it's eye-opening for parents so um I know that she's speaking at Valley Church the day the night before it I think seven o'clock yeah that'll be really good because I'm sure she'll need more than an hour so capital clarity is one hour right and at the Valley Church, it will probably be a little bit longer. Be longer. Yeah. And so come out and bring your kids because they're at school. Maybe if you're not homeschooling, and if you are homeschooling, you're avoiding a lot of. I think it would stuff. be. I think it would be ideal for for some kids, probably older kids, to hear to her. come in here because I think they could really relate to a lot of the things they're older. seeing yep. and hearing, especially at schools or in. Uh, the social media networks that they're in, um, I think it would the be lies. They're yes. being told. I know kids are. I feel they're vulnerable anyway. Mm-hmm. And then if you have everybody telling you like maybe you're a boy or maybe you're like maybe that'll solve <laughs> all your problems. I just, just think do this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, socially the peer pressure stuff is already real. And then you've got kids who maybe were. I don't know, hurt in a relationship where it was the opposite sex. And then they think, well, I'm just going to run to the other side that's opening their arms out wide. For yeah, me. I just want to be yeah. taken in by mm-hmm. somebody. And Accepted. that's that's usually how they, they get them. Um, and like I said, School Choice Week is this week. There's lots of different events that are going to be happening. Um, Corey DeAngelis is also going to be coming and speaking. And he's a huge uh, school choice um, proponent. 
Uh, so that should be really good. I believe he's going to be on the radio too, if I'm not mistaken. So people can hear him a variety of different ways. This episode is brought to you by Faith Outdoors. Faith Outdoors is more than a gun store. It is an education hub spot. Whether you are a first time gun buyer, an experienced shooter, or a long range shooter, Faith Outdoors can help you find what you need to be as efficient as possible. Their staff is some of the most experienced in the Treasure Valley and is made up of retired law enforcement officers and firefighters. Faith Outdoors also is an official dealer of Benchmade knives. Everything sold in-store are items they recommend and use out in the field. So go visit them today, 2200 Cortland Place in Nampa, Idaho. And you know what I love about Mandy and Nate? Their whole family, they're prayer warriors. So if you need prayer, they are happy to pray for you. Just email them at info at faithoutdoorsid.com. Listen, when it comes to buying or selling a house, this is an important decision. And that's why it's important that you have somebody by your side that you can trust. Somebody who will be honest with you and tell you, hey, even if it doesn't benefit them, they'll say, hey, right now is not the time to buy. Or hey, right now is not the time to sell. You want somebody who will advocate for you and be in your corner. That's why here at What's Happening Idaho, we recommend one realtor, and that is Dominic Brandon with Remax. Dominic has been a phenomenal supporter of conservative ideology. He's been in the fight. And really, he's he's dedicated a lot of his time and efforts into helping us. Absolutely. He was out on the road putting out signs and doing everything <laughs> from running for PC to, yeah, he's definitely in our corner for Liberty. Dominic, again, is just a phenomenal guy. He walks the walk. He is PC, as you said. He open carries a Remax gun when he shows houses, it's which is one. great. Yep. And he also specializes in bringing people from California to Idaho. He is licensed in both states. And most of his work that he does is referral-based. No, I, lo- I love Idaho, and I've been selling real estate for 13 years and licensed in a couple states and got really Really involved with the conservative movement with a bunch of patriots here and you guys included being really important ones in that but just love the cause love what you guys are doing and i'm so grateful i can help you guys get this message out farther to the people of idaho we so, appreciate it yeah. and we want to support you as well dominic if people want to reach you about buying or selling their home how can they best contact you best way is to shoot me a text or give me a call at 208-559-5007 and you can hit my personal website also it's www.idahomove.com all together, Idaho Move, uh, IdahoMove.com to hit me on the web. Um, yeah. yeah, what just happened with um, our own Debbie Critchfield and the whole um, oh. I'm totally open to possibilities kind of a thing. And then now, yeah, no, I just well, won. that was an interesting situation. So, like I was saying, uh, in our committees, um, you know, we have different the different departments come and give us a presentation, like an overview. And so, her department came to my education committee, which I'm on. And came and just did a presentation. Uh, it was great, but they opened it up to questions. And so there was some questions. Well, one of um, my Democrat um, committee members on there uh, asked a question in regards to school choice. And so it got me thinking. And so when it um, when I had the opportunity, I just really asked her. I wanted to be this committee, this education mm, committee, just to I give you a little background, committee. is a great committee. Yeah. But we don't want we don't want any bull crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we want mm-hmm. the straight truth. We are going to be, we're going to be asking the hard questions. And so the question I, I, I asked was, I wanted to know where her department is going to be standing on school choice and if they're going to be supporting that effort or not. And I made clear that this was um, specifically about if they were going to support education savings accounts, not vouchers. Right. I wanted to make sure that there is clear because there's a lot of misconception that 
education savings accounts and vouchers are the same thing and they are not. I, we've been repeating that over and over again. They are not. And so I was just very clear on what my, what my question was. And basically the, the, the answer that we got back is that she's not supporting at this time, um, you know, public money following the student. And, uh, and, that's unfortunate because, uh, you know, I think someone found on her website that she was saying that she's for school choice and for parent, parents having the right to decide what education. And, you know, one of the one of the myths that we have here is that Idaho has school choice. We have school choice. Well, we have limited school choice. Mm-hmm. That is what we have. We have limited school choice. And then the the notion that public money can't be put into private um, institutions is wrong. Uh, For one, the Supreme Court already struck down the Blaine Amendment, so that got rid of that issue right there. And then we already send lots of public money into private institutions. And one of my points has been, you know, it's like public dollars, and it's actually money that we pay into the system, right? So it's our money that we're paying into the system. We take that money and utilize it for lots of different things. We just have a public um, government that dictates how that money is going to be utilized and what we're going to spend it on. So we don't tell people where they have to spend their money when they're using food stamps at a certain grocery store. They're allowed to go wherever they want. And the idea, I mean, we also do it for Pell Grants, GI Bills, um, Medicaid. I mean, the list goes on and on on how we use public money or private entities. So that's that's another myth that's mm-hmm. out there. Um, yeah, so it's it's interesting. It's interesting. I just know homeschoolers get so upset about thinking that homeschool rights might be taken away by this, but I think we need to like stop that and realize that um, our legislators understand that. Some of them, like Brian Lenny, they're a homeschool dad themselves mm-hmm. that have never we have taken several a dime. legislators that yeah. are homeschoolers. Yeah, a lo- yeah. yeah. This yeah. is a great time. And they're supporting have- this. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's important to realize, like, we need to leave that system be. If, if you never want to take a dime, I've never taken a dime of state funding for homeschooling, then, then you're not opting in. That's great. But if you do want to opt in, it's no different than right now doing a charter school like Josh. Your kids go to a charter school or a public school. Or, you know, if you want it to go towards a private school, which our whole point in doing education at all is to, to raise up, you know, educated children who are free thinkers. And we're not getting that out of our public school. We just need to, we need to take it down and, and let people rethink how they want to educate their kids. So, Right. Well, you know, and I actually threw this question out to Corey DeAngelis because... Uh, I understand that there's concern in, in some, I mean, we have some homeschooling families that want to participate sure. in this. They want to be part of this. Mm-hmm. And then there's some that don't, and that's great. Mm-hmm. And so I was asking Corey some questions on this. And one of the things he told me is that um, we shouldn't make perfect the enemy of the good. Yeah. And I thought that was just really straight and to the point on how, you know, and their, cons- their concern is legitimate with, you know, if we start involving the government into this, then there could be strings attached. There could be all this sort of stuff. The government could already do that right now anyway, if they really wanted to. They could come in and, I mean, there's other states that have a lot of restrictions on homeschooling. Or, you know, you have to do reporting like in Mm -hmm. Utah or different Mm -hmm. things like that. We're not trying to change any of that. That's not what what we're trying to do is we're trying to provide more opportunities. And why would we want to keep kids in a system that is not working for them? And so that, that is the thing here is that 
we could already do all the stuff that homeschoolers are worried about if if the legislature did it. I mean, or if we the need government to educate did that. them on that because it'll be homeschoolers that come up in arms over this. I know it already. Like I've already heard um, good friends just like freaking out. And I do think you're you're right about making an enemy of the good. Um, we we have to change what is coming into our society, which is little Marxists who are going to be marrying your precious little homeschooler. So <laughs> stop acting like you can stay under a rock. Um, in the 80s, we were very against school choice. I remember my parents being like in California, oh, no school choice. This is going to end up being um, problematic for our, our little private school that charges $123 per month per kid. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to get state funding that says, here's thousands of dollars. And then when they decide... We're going to yank that back. These little private schools would collapse. Sure. These are not the same days no, right now where we're not, at. So we need to let days. that stuff go and realize we're in a different time and it's it's time. And again, it's this is all completely optional. But we actually have some really great organizations that um, I'm hearing that are going to be jumping on board with this uh, pr- to promote it. Um and some of them are homeschooling. Schooling groups are large um, percentages of their families homeschool. So we'll be we'll be getting all this information out this uh, this week. How about homeschool Idaho? Um, you know They're what? A tough nut to crack. They are a tough nut to crack. And uh, you know what? I am glad to have that conversation with them. I, I hope they come. They to would some do of our it staff. if it was. Sir. I know. I was talking to Brandon Durst, and he had gotten like, if it's like this, they would go for it. Um, and I know I've had a relationship with Homeschool Legal Defense Association for. 25 years now we've been members. So I'm like, um, gosh, I've been homeschooling a long time. <laughs> um, 1999 was my first homeschool convention and Michael Smith and all these guys from HSLDA. Wow. Um, and, and so they, they would have their two cents about it. And if we got HSLDA's approval, I can't imagine not getting homeschool Idaho, but man, they're just, well, I hope the plan is, is to release this uh, draft legislation this week, this week during school choice week. And, uh, and so I hope they'll take a look at it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, because that's the thing is there's all this speculation that's going on right now and no one has even seen it yet. Yeah. So, um, besides just a few. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so I'm hoping let's have that conversation. Let's do a nickel let's for your that. thoughts on that maybe, because Absolutely. I think if we could really blast it out on the nuances of it, the intricacies mm-hmm. of it, and see that, you know, homeschoolers aren't going to be threatened. And you're right. The state could change its regulations at any point. Anytime. We're, we're very, very low regulation. If it, We're not. We have no regulation. Honestly, you're just supposed to. And we want to keep it that way, really. Yeah. I mean, that's You're supposed that's to kind really of the mimic the homeschool, I mean, the public school's um, general curriculum, like you do you're four teaching years English of math and, and math. English yeah. and science yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like. Other than that, there's not a lot. And that's great. And that's great. And I mean, I homeschooled my daughter for a little bit and, you know, and I appreciate that. That's, that's a, uh, there's a lot of kids that thrive Mm -hmm. in a homeschooling environment, but we have kids in all sorts of different environments right now. And the goal is, like I said, is to make sure that we're providing educational opportunities for all of our kids in Idaho, because we don't want them to be stuck in something that's not working for them. Yeah. And it's, um, actually... I just think um, training him to go against the family, it just, it kills me because you send your little darlings away for six hours and they come back and they hate Or eight hours or (laughs) even longer. But they actually feel like they hate you at the end of the day and you're like, what changed? It's just an attitude that in teens, 
Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's hard. So anyway, so, so yeah, we're excited about that. Um, there's some, like I said, there's some really great things that are coming and we have, we have ideas that are outside the box. Um, I know, you know, property tax is going to be another big one. And they're, they're working on ways to be able to do that. There are some bills already ready to go. So I'm sure we'll be hearing some more about that. But um, yeah, interesting things coming you know, up. Okay, Tammy, they talked about um, Idahoans used to not have property tax. We should be, um, we should be all on board to try to figure that out again. Because they, they <laughs> I just heard that. I mean, I'm, I came from California and actually I had less property tax there than I do here. Doesn't mm-hmm. totally make sense because it's 1% there and I don't know. Anyway, but oh, you know why? They cap it. Like, so you buy it. Yeah. It's not going to change. Right. Um, Prop 14, is that? Prop yeah, 13. It's 13. Prop 13. Yeah. Prop um, 13. So, so it's a little different. But, um, but yeah, so anyway, I just think if people didn't used to get property tax, we should be eager to get back to those days. The yeah. government just keeps growing itself, though. Just yeah. loves oh, yeah. to just keep eating. Yeah, if you see what the budget, it. the state budget is for this year, that should be coming out here pretty soon, uh, what they're projecting. It is, it is crazy. Absolutely crazy. It was like funny money. <laughs> well, we are excited to see your reporting on that from uh, the Capitol. I'm excited about that show. Yeah, me too. You know, yeah. it's going to be one where Tammy's just, I mean, you're hosting it too. That's the fun part. I, I'm doing it. Yeah. You get to I'm lead the, the conversation. It's going to be with your peers and whoever. I mean, it's just going to be really get cool. Get Maria and Nate on there. I want to hear from her. Oh, yeah. We can totally do that. And, yeah. and you know, let me just talk about that just really briefly is we started the um, Idaho Freedom Caucus. And that is that is going to be a very good thing for our state. And we have not only what's happening in our state, but we have the national network that's supporting our efforts. Uh, and it aligns us with so many great um, states and their, their Freedom Caucuses that they've started. And they're going to be expanding that, I think, by another 10 this, this year. Wow. So they're just getting more and more uh, Freedom Caucuses started in the state. And, I mean, that's been something that I've, for the last few years, I wanted to see something like that happen. And so to be able to facilitate that now, um, I'm co-chairing on the Senate side. Representative Heather Scott's co-chairing on the House side. And, and that's going to be another great great um piece to the puzzle yeah Yeah. well it'll help yep strength numbers and yeah yeah good well we can't wait to see it i know all right on that note i want to thank you for joining us as always we appreciate it our most recurring guest ladies and gentlemen (laughs) (laughs) anytime (laughs) and how you'll be able to hear from her without hearing from me or kirsten and that's going to be through the legislative session for you yeah. yeah, through the legislative session with a nickel for your thoughts. That will be a audio only experience. So make sure that you are subscribed to our podcast systems, whichever you use, Spotify, Apple. I mean, we're on all of them. So make sure you tune into that. That'll be exciting. On that note, everybody take care. You've been listening to What's Happening Idaho. Idaho's conservative voice. It's happening on the right, we're talking about it. And if it's happening on the left, we're laughing about it. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. You can hear the show on every major podcast site and find out more about us at the website at www.idahospodcast.com. See you next time on What's Happening Idaho.